Welcome to an episode of Leah and the Internet. I hope you enjoy the show. Leah and the Internet features rotating guests who discuss the impact the Internet has on the world. So who's Leah Devin Sorrentino? I'm an artist, currently located in Philadelphia. I'm excited to have on the show the Twin Cities' best tweeter, Gigi Berry. In this episode, we dive into the impact the internet has on maintaining co-worker relationships as more people start to work from home, and how the internet impacts women in the workplace. We also discuss the different and similar ways that people meet their besties online. Hi! <laughs> I am here with Gigi Berry, who <laughs> I met online and now I'm meeting in real life, which is usually a pretty unique and exciting experience so i'm, I'm pretty pumped <laughs> this also almost became a totally different podcast because we would have been talking about rupaul <laughs> probably till i you know stopped paying rent because i got so involved in the conversation but why don't we introduce you tell us a little bit about yourself to all the mass amounts of listeners <laughs> <laughs> okay well my name is Gigi uh, I live in Minneapolis I live downtown but I'm from Georgia originally I just moved to Minneapolis my five-year anniversary was on like September 13th I believe so I've been here five years total I just like going to concerts sometimes and you know shopping all the time <laughs> that buying pens strolling instagram strolling twitter so where can people find you online because anybody that's listening should absolutely follow Gigi because it is very entertaining <laughs> super active on twitter and instagram and on both of those i'm at underscore o m g i g i underscore but don't tweet the other omgg on twitter because she'll correct you <laughs> and i'll have to be like stop bothering her <laughs> she's cool though i wanted to start the conversation off of one interesting thing and you're one of the only people that i've met that is in a similar situation where we both when you're working we work from home we work mm -hmm. remotely and we both work in tech mm -hmm. which a lot of my friends are artists or they do something with technology or work for a technology company but not necessarily like in the thick of it maybe mm -hmm. like we are and especially working remote how different that is compared to 10 years ago yeah and it it really changes the way I perceive work and I'm interested in hearing how it's changed your relationship in terms of like my co-workers are very distant mm -hmm. and like almost everything has to be implied in in virtual spaces absolutely yeah there's so many ways like when I'm on slack that I will read a message. Was it said like, can you get that to me right now? Or, mm -hmm. hey, can you get that to me right now? Mm -hmm. It's really confusing and it's just a whole new dynamic. Yeah, because you can't read tone. You have no clue. I mean, I don't know about you, but me, I'm usually always adding like unnecessary exclamation points, you know? Because I <laughs> want people, because I'm like, I'm not being mean right now, promise. <laughs> I find myself adding emojis yeah. to like every message. And then I get like really in my head about the emojis because I read this article about how like women act different in business and mm -hmm. that women add emojis to emails and messages. And I'm like, but isn't that just being kind? Like, yeah. isn't, like there's no like sarcastic typeface. Emoji is a language. And I mean, I love using it, especially at work. Cause you know, like you said, you are away from your 
teammates, I mean, if something's not clear to me or if something is not as, you know, if, if I don't get it and if I want you to explain it to me, just hop on FaceTime. I just be like, hey, look, we get on FaceTime real quick. Let's talk it out. You know what I mean? Yeah. Because none of us are in an office. A lot of us are remote. And the ones who are in the office, like a main office, you know, it's so easy to walk over to their desk and do that. But sure. I mean, we can't, you know? And it sucks, but it also has its benefits because you would think working at home, you could slack off and do your job here and there. But no, I take my job even more seriously because... Because I'm always worried that people think I'm not working. Oh my God, yes. <laughs> and you're just like, answering every email when it comes in because you're just like yeah mm -hmm, I'm right here <laughs> you know and it's just like I felt myself overworking or like overcompensating but then I'm like my work shows for itself like I'm a great employee I don't have to do sure. all that extra so yeah like I work a whole I feel like I work a whole lot harder and I basically just do my job as it comes I think working from home is incredible working yeah. remotely I would love to be able to co do the co-working thing one day. You know how we have Coco here. I would love to, you know, not work in my space because, you know, that's my tiny apartment and I have my iMac and I have my, you know, MacBook Pro and all these other things. But it's, you want to disconnect. You want to move that sometimes. I often work from coffee shops just to be around other people, just yeah. to have the presence of... Well, because, like... I, there was like one point where I was like, whoa, I haven't changed my clothes or showered in like three days. <laughs> I was like, I, yeah. need, I need to like change something about my situation right now. I always find it really conflicting when I hear people talk about the internet as like not a real space. Mm -hmm. I feel that business environments have completely accepted digital environments as like mm -hmm. real environments. If I were to tell everybody on Slack and was like, hey everybody, off i'd get fired yeah <laughs> like, like there's real repercussions it's the same thing of like why i think that we both probably feel about adding the emojis it's like you're building up your, like your cultural collateral mm -hmm. because your non-responsiveness or your your perceived tone is real in those spaces uh, i think it's a luxury especially in business to pretend that like what ha what's happening in the digital space isn't real yeah, absolutely. I feel like it's very much a real space where business is happening and we just need to be more aware of that and just make sure that we're, you know, accepting everybody's differences and how they talk and what their tone is and everything and accepting things like emoji being a language, you know, <laughs> because I don't think people get that because I work with some older people. One time I sent like information desk girl emoji like, hey girl, you know, like that. Sure. And she was like, Gigi, what are these images? I'm like, um, we're on the same iChat or, you know, iMessage. Why don't you know what that is? Like, <laughs> like, you know, it really confused me. And I was just like, okay, so I won't be doing that with Sharon again, you know? <laughs> but I mean, it was just so, it was really funny. Going back to what you said about like the not showering for three days. My shift starts at 7 a.m. when I am working. And I work 11 and a half hour shifts with like an hour lunch break and like so a few breaks you know like a, a ton of 15s in and there because um my position is hourly so what i do is i get up in the morning i shower and i throw on my tank and leggings and i feel like the minute i do that i feel prepared like i should sure. get ready for work and then the minute i'm able to facetime immediately i'm able to sure yeah well that's where i've been trying to be more cognitive of of doing video chats because i like if you can physically see me mm -hmm. it also kind of creates that connection absolutely yeah i also think that the dynamic becomes really different working from home so so far i really like 
like it and I like working remotely, but it changes the dynamic of kind of gender roles and then also like race within the workplace mm-hmm. because you're not physically present in these spaces and mm-hmm. not it's not like those challenges don't exist anymore mm-hmm. but you have to deal with most people like on a one-to-one level I would always find it incredibly intimidating and I think I'm a pretty pushy person I'm, mm-hmm. I'm pretty confrontational but when you're in a room and you sometimes are the only female and that happens a lot within all industries but it especially in tech there was part of me that you know you have to like take that deep breath and it's like all right I need to come in as this like boss bitch right now mm-hmm. because I'm dealing with a bunch of men mm-hmm. and now I'm now that I'm in like these video calls or like sometimes I don't see anybody at all the stakes seem to me just so much lower the worst thing that happens is I mess up a telephone call mm-hmm. it doesn't seem the same as like a presentation in person yeah absolutely because then you sit there and you're like oops I accidentally closed out of that chat but um I'll just join and hopefully they won't make me say my name again and <laughs> you know they make you introduce <laughs> yourself and you're like but I mean for the most part it is a very relaxed work environment and I have a corporate gig but I work from my house so I don't really see the that being the only one woman of color in the room the only one woman in general in the room you know what I mean so I don't really have that experience you know but I know once I do get back to a a space where I am working with people in the real like workspace, that's going to be a very real thing. I have to kind of re-grasp on because I'm two years out of it at this point. Yeah. Yeah. I find with most things with technology that there's an emphasis because it's so new Mm -hmm. that anything negative is applied to it, but then like amplified. Mm -hmm. Uh, Before we started recording, I kind of mentioned off the cuff that tech in particular is known for being very hostile or very unforgiving to women. Mm -hmm. But from working in other industries, most things for women are pretty shitty. Do you feel that the tech industry, like let's just focus on just our gender. Mm-hmm. Do you find it more misogynistic than other industries? I feel like when I watched a movie like Wolf of Wall Street and mm-hmm. they were like in the financial industry and like oh, every yes. woman was treated like an oh object. Gosh, yeah. And I haven't, I've been in the position where the, I've definitely seen like sexist behavior. I feel that most of the time the women employees like at my company are the ones that are expected if there's like a party to like put out plan the food, it, yeah. plan it, stuff like that. Like little things that like kind of reinforce those gender roles. But I never feel like I'm treated as like a straight object. Mm-hmm. Like I've seen perceived in other industries. Yeah. Yeah, I, I don't feel like that in my current company at all. But when I did work in an office, I was at Best Buy. And I can talk about them because I don't work there. But, <laughs> <laughs> you know, it did feel like that women were very much like, this is a job that you do because you're a girl. You know what I mean? Yeah. Or if they, you know, wanted you to speak, definitely they told me I talked too much a lot. You know, like I was told that loud out, Gigi, you explain things a little bit too much. And I don't know, it just really bothered me a lot for a company to be so assertive and so forceful in what they want said and what they want done, but then not back it up was just very silly to me. And then when it came to women, the way they saw women as like, 
mom wants to, her phone to plan her family's outings and da 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 da. Yeah. And my mom does other things with her phone too. Mom watches the TV. Mom wants to record her shows. Mom wants to, you know, have her game systems. And, you know, mom's interested in her Apple TV too. Why are we limiting mom to just grocery lists? And why are we limiting sure. mom to like, tools that uh work for uh her kids or whatever like mom is her own person you know so like even then like it makes me go back to that one saying we've always heard like who's in the room when these decisions are being made and you can tell it's a round table of a bunch of men making these decisions too you know what i mean so it just makes you think like who's in the room when these decisions are being made about not only our customers but also our employees that we're employing you know Mm -hmm. and so it just makes it all seem kind of we're grouped together as just unfortunately objects like you mentioned earlier yeah we're just like a warm body (laughs) well it's in the industry that I work in and even like with my artwork it's a lot about user experience Mm -hmm. and I do find that the decisions that are made like even if you're talking to a bunch of people who you think are progressive or Mm -hmm. like liberal minded when it comes to like well what will the user experience be it does normally fall back on like what are traditional gender roles or what we think that are the priorities of people as if as if our genders aren't incredibly complex and it always escapes me that when you're talking to people who are really smart i mean like the thing about working in tech which i think is is unique to some maybe some other industries like i worked retail i was a tattoo artist and it's not that i didn't work with smart people but in the tech industry i feel like i'm working with like brilliant people yeah especially if they have the ability to be tech savvy and to be like customer savvy it means that they have like an emotional side and like an analytical side absolutely yeah to, to watch that type of person make the same archaic mistakes about like what a what a mom would want mm-hmm. or what a teenage girl would be interested in and it's always the the same narrative those are the times where i get kind of disappointed because in the tech industry i feel like that's that's the industry that if anything in capitalism might help us or push us forward mm-hmm. to me it's tech and then when it it doesn't do that it's like and maybe that's why people beat up on it so much it's like yeah. doubly disappointing yeah, it's exhausting too because it's the same thing. Like every drive time, like when new stuff would come out, mom, dad, and grads, <laughs> you know, <laughs> yeah. make Christmas great or some silly, you know, catchphrase or something like that. So, which is interesting because, like, statistically, it's been proved that, like, people get married later, women stay single longer. Absolutely, like, yeah. People are opting to not have kids or have kids, like, mm-hmm. later in life. So it's interesting to me that the same messaging gets targeted to a completely different world. It's so stupid. Like, they have those wedding gift cards and things like that, and people be like, well, I mean, it's not really a wedding. It's more of a commitment. I'm like, just get a gift card. Like, (laughs) I mean, I'm sorry. I'll bubble that up, but just get, just get a gift card. Like, whatever you get, the money's going to be there. But speaking as, like, the shift in, like, lifestyles have changed but so have relationships and aside from the way women work specifically in technology the way women make friendships or relationships have completely changed since the advent of the internet and social media Mm -hmm. and i shared with you this app called hey vina which was which is like tinder for for friendship Mm -hmm. and as somebody who has made a lot of friends through the internet and i have as well i'm interested in just how that dynamic has changed 
I, f- I feel like when I moved to Minnesota, most of the Minnesotans that I met had friends like from high school. Mm-hmm. And then like that was like the where their friend group stopped. Um, which was like really bizarre to me because like I've been meeting people online since like MySpace, Friendster, mm-hmm. Craigslist type thing. Like I always wanted to expand my horizon and now it seems like kind of more people are on that tip. You've met like a lot of people off the yeah. And you're exactly right. More people do want to expand. And you know how it used to be when we were younger. They'd be like, don't give your phone number to anybody on the internet. Don't meet anybody yeah. on the internet. But oh my gosh. What was, that, would... what was that TV show to catch a predator? Yeah. <laughs> like, you know? Everybody was supposed to be like a 52-year-old man in yes. like a, a beat-up van that was going to come kidnap you. Our favorite thing as kids would be my mom would drop us off at the mall. We were like 14. We'd meet boys on this site called Bolt. I've never heard of Bolt. It, it was like a teen site, and um, you would say, hey, I'm in Gwinnett, like, well, in Georgia. You'd be like, I'm in Gwinnett. Are you in Gwinnett? You know where Gwinnett Place Mall is? And we'd tell them we were wearing different clothes than we were, and then we'd see them. So if they were cute, we'd say, hey. <laughs> but if they weren't, we'd be like, <laughs> you know, we'd be like, okay, well, bye. You know, we just didn't show up, right? Yeah. We'd be like, meet us in front of Abercrombie, <laughs> you know, something <laughs> silly like that. Fast forward to now, I did not know anybody here except my managers who hired me, and I adore and love them, and my roommate. But then, after five months in St. Paul, I realized I didn't want to live there. I was carless, and it just didn't work out being carless over there, especially where I was. And so I, you know, moved downtown, and I would go to these shows alone. I was on Twitter, and I would meet people. And that's kind of how my expanding out, you know, and meeting new people happened. Sure. And I loved it. I I still love it. I love meeting people from the internet. I don't know. I I just really dig it. Like, I think, like, you can never have enough. Like, I I am an only child, and I very much small circle. I have my my friend group. I don't really want to add a lot of people to that. But... I do love interacting with lots of people. Yeah. I do love, like, meeting lots of people, seeing what they're about. I adore everything about that. So that's what I really love about meeting people through the internet. Well, and what's interesting specifically about meeting people through Twitter is that you're normally interacting with people who you know have a common interest. Mm -hmm. I think that Twitter has, like, for me, changed the game with a lot of my interests. When I'm watching... Uh, the Real Housewives <laughs> of currently Orange County. Like, I'm in a Facebook group about The Real Housewives. I go to Twitter and, like, look up all the hashtags that are suggested. And I get to, like, commiserate with people and build relationships with people. And it's, yes. it's really exciting. But to go back to the thing that you said about, um, like, meeting boys online and then, yeah. like, trying to peep if they're, like, <laughs> like, actually cute before interacting with them. I downloaded that app, like, the Tinder for women for friends. And I started out shallow as fuck. Like, mm-hmm. I was, I was like, almost embarrassed after looking back on it. And I was like, nah, she doesn't look like she'd be my friend. Nah, right. she doesn't look like she'd be my friend. Oh, she looks like she could be my friend. And I was but like, what you the heck? know. You totally know. Like, you just, I really hate to say it, but you know. Like, for example, Emily. Em- Emily Eden. Former guest on the show. Yes. Common friend. Iconic. But diva. You know. <laughs> 
Beyonce inspired diva Kyle at me in one of her photos on Instagram. And from that moment, I knew she was my people. Yeah. You know who your people are. You know who you're, like, going to gravitate toward, whether it's for relationships, like, you know, like, intimate relationships, or friendships, you yeah. know? Because friendships can become intimate. Like, I feel like friendships, they're very intimate relationships, you know, without the sex. Because you're very much like, this is my friend. I would do anything for them, whatever. Oh, I treat it like like family. As yeah. I'm, and I take my friendships, like, really seriously. Absolutely. The minute I decide, like, you're in my life, it's, like, I'm loyal. And I'm, like, kind of blind to it sometimes. Like, sometimes, like, kind of, like, overboard. Because not, especially in Minnesota, I found that people aren't, like, ride or die like that. Yeah, I'm super aggressive. I'm, like, really (laughs) territorial. Like, a flat-out, like, tell people, I'm jealous. I don't like that. You know what I mean? (laughs) Like, I flat-out tell people, and people get shot. They're like, you you don't, what? You just said you didn't, you were jealous? Yeah, I don't like that. I don't, I'm jealous. Don't hang out with that person. And they'll be like, dude, you can't say that. And I'm like, yeah, I can. I don't like her. Don't look at her. Don't breathe her air. You know? And and (laughs) I will say that, like, I definitely have changed a little bit since moving here and then California and then back. Maybe I can learn from you. uh, Listen, I haven't changed that much. I will say, because in Philly, like, if if one of my friends was like, we don't like them, I'd be like, oh, we don't like them. Absolutely. But I, I do feel like meeting people online, like, my partner is very different than me. And I feel like the only way that this relationship would have started is how it did. We met on Tinder. Mm-hmm. And it's because, like, okay, I could look at his picture. Would I sleep with him? Yes or no. And mm-hmm. then from there, like, I had to, like, it challenged what I normally would have talked with somebody. Mm-hmm. And I that's what I was interested about that Hey Vina app because I was, like, kind of, kind of looking at it as, like, well, I usually gravitate mm-hmm. towards people of my interest, my aesthetic. And yeah. I'm like, maybe this is an opportunity to, okay, well, this person likes hiking and I like hiking and like, mm-hmm. I'm not really into that look that she's got going, but maybe, <laughs> like, I, I'm trying to think like, does, as you get older, do relationships change? Should they be something different than what they were before? I don't, I don't know. Keep in mind, I've also never met anybody off this app yet. <laughs> so I'm talking like a really big game. But to go back to the way beginning of this conversation, most of the time I met people through work or I met people through school. Absolutely. And working yep. remote, you don't have that. You can't do it. And the internet's amazing because this is a new way to connect with people. Mm-hmm. And I feel like it's almost necessary unless... I can't imagine going through the rest of my life only knowing the people that I know. Right. I feel like it's limiting somehow. Like, what if I get into something new? Am I supposed to, like, bombard my current relationships with, well, you need to like this now, too? Yeah. It's a lot. And then you talk, like, meeting people, sometimes a lot of people want to keep their relationships online. Because they don't want to meet in real life. And that's totally fine with me. I have tons of Twitter followers like that. Or people that I interact with who are, have anxiety. Like, I have anxiety. But a lot of people have anxiety, like, you know, like, a whole lot worse than me. Yeah, like crippling anxiety. Yeah, and I just, you know, I know of a follower who's got pretty bad anxiety. And I've seen them at their coffee shop. 
and I smile and they smile, but then that's about all it is. And then when I leave, I say, you know, I hope you have a good rest of your shift, something like that. Sure. Because I've seen them talk about, I hate when people bombard me at work or say, hey, I know you from so-and-so, or I've seen you at the Nomad on, you know. Yeah. Queer dance night or, you know, something. I'm just like, yeah, I would hate that too. So I just try and, you know, keep my distance. And if they come over and say, hey, Gigi, what's going on? Then that's when the conversation starts. But I never, I'm very, like, aggressive. And my, my, my personality is very, like, like that. <laughs> so, like, I really don't want to be a lot to somebody. But, you know, I, I try and keep my distance, you know. And if they want to come to me, then that's fine have um a lot of followers now and like people know me and like i don't know them and it never used to be like that and that makes me kind of uncomfortable because it's like these people know me and they know my they know what i look like and they know me from around the cities but then i don't know them we put so much information about ourselves online that there are strangers that know so much about us our interest our physicality our comedy style it could even be your location like my Everything. friend ryan is an idiot and didn't know when your location <laughs> sorry is on. sorry ryan yeah no not sorry because <laughs> i literally he was in new york his location was on and i said oh how's brunch i see you know where you're at he was like oh it's great whatever you know he's hopped up on the mimosas he didn't really know what i was talking about and then like a week later he says oh my god Gigi, did you know when your location's on they know exactly where you are <laughs> i'm like yeah that's why i knew where you were at brunch in new york last week idiot like i mean I do, do you want to get murdered i turn <laughs> yeah. my location off on everything and then yeah. like every once in a while like this is pretty legit that the iphone does this it'll be like so and so is using your location and I, I get like very offended i'm like yes. how dare this app how dare you urban outfitters app use my location i mean starbucks they <laughs> pop up i hate that i hate when i'm near like a cvs and they pop up i'm like why are you like this is really invasive why are you doing this but yeah, like I'm just, it was so funny. Like that just kills me. But yeah, people know everything about us. Everything that we were told to not share online, we're sharing online pretty recklessly. I just share all my business online. And I don't know, I mean, I haven't been murdered yet. So, <laughs> I mean, I, I feel pretty- Knock on, knock on wood. Yeah, uh, I feel pretty good about it right now. But I mean, I just love sharing my story, my experiences, cause you never, know what other people are going through for maybe sure people are going through the same thing as you maybe people are just moving just like me don't know anybody how did you meet people twitter i've mentioned this on podcast before i think i've been trying to be more i'm using air quotes honest online like <laughs> i used to be very calculated with what i would post when i would post like how um. i would post it and what what people complain about with social media that like exhaustiveness of like trying to maintain and i was like well it's not because i'm maintaining all these social sites it's because i'm trying to maintain this image of myself mm. and like now i'm much more i'm doing this or i'm watching this or i'll say something political or not and i'm not mm -hmm. worried about the calculation and if if i receive some negative feedback well i was I might have deserved it because I was doing something or saying something negative mm -hmm. or if I receive praise or like if I'm saying I'm not feeling good like I remember back in the day if somebody were to put like remember that Facebook update that everybody has a friend that did that was like I'm sad today and then yeah. you would get like all the comments and I would always think like oh my god I can't believe that person's fishing for compliments and now I'm thinking like maybe they're legit sad yeah. and they 
we live in a digital world and they just need someone to talk to. Yeah. I think about that with like, I try to, in like our, the work Slack channels, I'll put funny gifts or I'll say something because we're human. Yeah. And I think and that- And that probably made yeah. someone's day. Totally. Yeah. I think that the more we use these platforms and understand that they exist because people are supposed to be on them. We're not supposed to treat them like computers. We're not supposed mm-hmm. to treat them like robots. We're supposed to be ourselves. Yeah. And that's probably why, now we'll, we'll name drop your title. <laughs> um, well, City Pages, local magazine named me like best tweeter. And then they said I was queen of Twin Cities tweets. It's very <laughs> much non-title that I take very seriously. I love it. I just adore it. I really just <laughs> get off on it. I just love it. I literally don't do anything but talk to myself all day. I don't edit any of my tweets. I don't delete any of my tweets. I just talk all day. I just complain a lot. You are always on my radar because we have common friends yeah. and like I follow you on, on Twitter. But I think like when I was like, I remember messaging Emily like, Gigi's Twitter game is strong because I think like I think that Kim Kardashian like interacted with you on Twitter. Oh my gosh, yeah. And from that point, let's just like gush over Gigi right now. Mm. I think that your Twitter profile is so strong because it's so authentic. And at one point you could be talking about like something political and interesting, and then in the next minute you're talking about wrestling. And yeah. I remember like at one point my best friend, he loves wrestling, and I was like, you two need to like you need to start following her. He needs to start following you because. I knew that you're... It's, it's just a genuine space. Yeah. I think... Thanks for saying that because I feel like it is too. I feel like I'm just me. Like, I don't put on any airs. Like, I feel like... Not saying this is a bad thing, but I mean, there's this very much like... um I don't know if this is a word. I'm just gonna stay. It's like <laughs> pretender culture. Like, a lot of cool girls. A lot of... Yeah, just ate a cheeseburger or something. No, I know what you mean. It yeah, feels like know. very forced. I know yeah, exactly like, what you're talking yeah, about. Yeah, I'm just... You know, like... I'm so unbothered, but you very much are bothered, and you're very much, like, talking about, like, this nonsense. Whereas me, I feel like I'm more just, like, myself all the time. Like, I don't really have to put a lot of energy into being this. But, yeah, like, I pretty much interact with the same people, you know, my friends. And then, you know, we we talk about everything. Like, you mentioned political stuff. We talk about funny videos and everything. And... I mean, it, it makes me happy because I'm in Minneapolis right now, but I live between here and Duluth because of medical issues, and uh, Duluth, Georgia, the other Duluth. <laughs> <laughs> so I live between here and Georgia, and having that connection to my Minneapolis friends, it feels as if I never left. Yeah. And when they live tweet their concerts, it feels like I'm there. And when they we all live tweet like a... Uh, a wrestling pay-per-view it feels like we're watching it together yeah yeah and i'm really into stuff like that i'm um currently in a group chat about the real housewives <laughs> and watching it with these other three women mm-hmm. even if like i'm not we're watching it at different times different you know if i'm watching oc someone's watching beverly hills like the chat has become this like communal experience that's so comforting and it's like at any moment if i have something to say specifically about this topic but now about anything yeah i have this like audience this digital audience all the time i think 
in terms of like how do females fit in technology mm-hmm. to me i feel more embraced probably than probably any female in generations like all mm-hmm. of us probably do because at any point if we can't get something from our immediate physical community we know that we have somebody in georgia somebody in philly yeah. somebody in jacksonville florida someone in san francisco who at any point where I'm like, girls, did you see what Vicky did in OC? Like, she's so crazy. Yeah. I have somebody that'll always go, Vicky's a dream and a nightmare. Mm-hmm. Well, Gigi, thanks so much for talking to me about just I, I mean, everything. Yeah, everything. We like I love these conversations because they always go in a million different directions. Yeah. So one more time, where can people find you online so they can be a part of your community? Well, on Twitter and Instagram, that's where I'm, you know, active the most. And it's underscore O-M-G-I-G-I underscore. It's truly a treat. Thanks again for doing this. Thanks for having me. Thanks for listening, and I hope you enjoyed the show. As always, share your thoughts and opinions about this episode's themes on Twitter at and the internet and on the blog at leeandtheinternet.com. You can also find the show on facebook.com slash internet. Also, help other people discover this podcast by rating Lee and the Internet on iTunes.